Welcome to the Pioneer Church podcast, right? Is it? Pioneer the podcast. Pioneer the podcast. Let's go. Um, Welcome to our conversation about Black History Month. I have some members of the church here with me. Um, They're going to introduce themselves, and we're just having a conversation about how God loves to use diversity within the church, especially with a church that has African-American members. And so we're going to ask some questions that may be uncomfortable. We're going to talk about some things, some of our experiences within the black church and within uh, just everyday church and what that looks like. And so I'm going to have our team, our church members here, introduce themselves, and then we'll get into it. You're up. Oh, hi. I was like, which way? Okay. (laughs) Hey, y'all. My name is Tamisha. I am a black person. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. When you, you know, don't think about your intro when you should. Um, But yeah, no, so I've been um, in black church majority of my life. Pioneer is one of the first kind of diverse, one of my first diverse church experiences that I've like full time committed to, not just church shopped around or like had to work for. So this is great. Um, but yeah, that's me. What's going on, you guys? It's your boy Antonio. I <laughs> I love it. I lo- like a it's radio host. I love every bit of it. Anyways, it's your boy Antonio. It is a pleasure to be here with my church family. Um, I've been saved for just over a year now, and yeah, just I guess you can probably be like, I mean. As you can tell, I'm the lightest person in the room. <laughs> I am white and black. But needless to say, pleasure to be here. And I serve on the sound team. That's dope. I love it. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. Um, I've been a part of Pioneer for six months now. Probably hey, like the youngest member. Hey, hey. <laughs> I've been a disciple or Christian for 10 years. Um, been in black church most of my like child life. And went to a diverse church after I turned 21. So most of my adult life, I've been in a diverse church, but definitely grew up and came up in black church. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. All right, let's get right into it. First question for everyone. Tell me about your experiences in black church. Like, let, we're going to get into black church and how long they took. <laughs> <laughs> and all the aunties and the mamas hollering and hooring. <laughs> And all the people taking their, uh, especially the ushers, taking their job a little bit too seriously. <laughs> so tell me about your church experience. Uh, all of that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all of, all of, of it. Every just did it. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely trying to figure out the difference as an adult between like the pageantry of church mm-hmm. and like the ceremony and like what was all the things that we did, but how not much of it was actually besides like maybe communion or baptism or, you know, walking the, the like welcoming people to like join the church and accepting Christ. But everything outside of that was just like, it wasn't necessarily biblical, but it was like ceremonial. Mm -hmm. That's good. And like trying to figure out, especially now I was, cause as I went to a couple of different churches, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is, Y'all all don't sing Amazing Grace every Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to, well, okay, so I don't have to stay, oh, I'm not standing up right now, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, oh, you're wearing jeans? What is yeah. this madness? Yeah. Um, But it was very much so that traditional Southern Baptist church experience. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. I've been to black church a few times in my life. Now, I grew up in New York. And I went to a pretty diverse church. But I remember going to black church one time. And I remember dressing how I'm dressing. I remember I walked in and I was like, Shame on you. What type of homeless person am I walking into this church? You know, the hats, the suits was something. So I'm real underdressed. They gave me the love offer. They're like, this brother needs it. Uh, no, nah, that's dope. That's dope. Tell me about your experience in black church. So. My first initial church was in Mississippi, like country road, like it was all my family. So my auntie's in a choir, my grandmother like hit the usher board, she's in a choir. Like it was the, all, my family was the black church that I grew up in. <laughs> all the junior usher board, because they wouldn't let me sing in a choir. 
steal hope for just for the black church for that. <laughs> but it was very much like it was an all day process. But like I was saying, like my church, it was yeah first Sunday, which was the first Sunday, Sunday of the month, and then mm-hmm. after that, it was like just Sunday school. Yeah. But it was very like traditional and very like except it was we had a pastor wife anniversary, church anniversary, um, Usher Sunday, choir day. Women's Day, oh, Men's Day. I mean, it was a day for each month. You had a day on top of Christmas, Easter, and all those. <laughs> all <laughs> the days. It was very much an event yeah. at Black Church. Like you were never not celebrating something. Yeah. So it was always either you're celebrating birthdays or you're mm-hmm. like celebrating. Yeah. Like it was definitely one of those moments where you could tell that people, this was community. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. my life consisting of school some extracurriculars and church. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was it. Like that was that was pretty much my life. And so like that was my, most of my friends were from mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. I had my church friends. Yep. I had my like, you know, and it was I was in the youth department and I was like president of our youth department of at one were. point. If y'all know Tamisha, <laughs> you know I was like, of course you were. And like <laughs> she was like, I was a pastor secretary too when I was 19. I, did, I, I was a secretary <laughs> for the youth department. <laughs> and then because it was always something to do. Yeah. Like I remember doing like the little, did you, ooh, did y'all ever do the pageants? We had to like raise the money and then like you become Mrs. So like uh, you Mrs. Shiloh pageant. I learned how to curtsy in church. There you go. So like that's where you curtsy. I'm not whole... gonna get up to show you. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but I love we'll, how you we'll YouTube you something. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you maybe. <laughs> it's the Queen's curtsy. Like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, like yeah. You look like the yeah. Like women yeah. curtsy. Yeah. We don't back. Yeah. But yeah, I learned how to. That's dope. I love how you said community though, because black mm-hmm. church, it, like that's the word community. Yeah. Everything you do, it revolved around community. Church. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of people that that's how they received services back in the mm-hmm. day. Like their church was that was social services. Mm-hmm. If you needed help on your light bill, you went it to the church. church. If you needed food, you went to the church. If your house burnt down and something happened, benevolent offering, you go mm-hmm. to the church. We're grieving. We're celebrating. We're crying. We're laughing. All of these things together. Yeah, even like and traditional black together. family reunions, it ends on Sunday at church. At church. <laughs> really? yes. I didn't know uh-huh. black family reunions end on and Sunday at church. At church. Uh-huh. It's a three day weekend. And it's typically yeah, the dope. family church. Like it's the it's family t- church. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my dad's side was always Beulah Baptist Church because that's where majority of his side of the family, like that's where y'all went. That's interesting. So we always ended at church or with mm-hmm. a church type service. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that because I think that's really good. Now, I, didn't, I grew up in a very diverse church, but when when we were growing up our church was predominantly black so like the church picnic it was lit because everybody was bringing what they made the best you know and so it was like oh did you try salsa mac and cheese mm-hmm. Who made <laughs> right? <laughs> right and so it was yep. like let's talk so let's talk about what community in african-american church community look like because i think sometimes people maybe don't understand that it wasn't just a uh what church is now it was very Mm -hmm. much like oh if i have a need i go to church so what was that like for any one of you guys or food food is for sure it was a lot of food Mm -hmm. like i remember if it was youth sunday because you would always have like your main service, and then you have like the special program service afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you gonna get hungry, and if no. people leave, they not coming back. Right. So right. <laughs> you, you always food. it was always inevitably my grandmama, and that's how I knew the food was good. I, yeah. I never questioned it because yeah. she was always in charge of gathering who did the food. And when she fixed my plate, I would know because she would pull like a little bit or something, or like I'd be like, that's okay, dope. I'm gonna eat a little bit. Or I knew when she made it, but it was always. Food and so, say for example, you had like a fundraiser for school, mm-hmm. right? And you had to raise X amount of money for your cheerleading team. Well, okay, let's sell a plate. We're gonna sell some plates. Yep. After church to help raise money for you for your cheerleading mm-hmm. squad, and then everybody come buy a little plate. Yeah. You know, and it was just it was food and it was community. It was good food too. That's dope. I like that. Uh, I think uh, a lot of times. <clears throat> when we get the question of like, why is there black church? 
So this kind of goes into the history of church, right? Like, why is there black church? And I think sometimes people miss the understanding that because of segregation, black church existed because of segregation. Like, we couldn't go to church mm-hmm. with pe- someone who was white because there's like, no, 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 we have our church and you have your church. So naturally, the culmination of black people were to be together and be there for each other. And so it wasn't like a we want to keep white people out kind of thing, which even to this day, I don't think it's a thing. I could be wrong. I'm not in every church. But I think it's just like we got to support each other because we know now, of course, times have changed. And as times have changed, churches have changed. So, um, no, I understand. I understand the community aspect of it and, and it being very... Um, focus to help one another and so Antonio tell me about your some of your church experiences like yeah so I mean me growing up I the short period of time that I did go to church when I was like a kid my mom she tried to make sure that we did go to like somewhat somewhat diverse churches and you know it was pretty cool for like the time that we went but we stopped going to church for reasons that she felt was the need to stop going. And I wasn't in church for a long time, like years and years and years. And I would say I've had the only experience that I've had when it came to like, like real deal, like black church, I went to a friend of mine's birthday party. It was actually last year. And it's like her whole church congregation w- was there. It's a celebration. That's and, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so at one point, everybody went into like the k- kitchen and we gathered in like this huge circle. And this lady, I'm guessing, I mean, of course, I don't know too much about that, but yeah. I'm guessing she's kind of like a prophet or yeah, something. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, she just began to just like. Prophetess. Like she just began <laughs> to like speak in tongues and she went up yep. to like each Lynn the she went to like each person and i remember she came up to me like you know just like she 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 touched my forehead she, did she touched put oil on your head i think she did yeah of I course think she did she grabbed whatever was in the give me that crisco <laughs> well, we gonna bless it we gonna bless and yeah just i mean i mean of course like me not me not never experiencing that because it's just like because it's like she wasn't just being quiet like it's like she was screaming it's like she was talking very loudly and yeah. i ain't gonna lie to you like i'm i'm standing there like this and i'm trying so hard not to laugh yeah because i've never experienced this you know like but also at the same time i don't want to be disrespectful because i understand like just because i i haven't experienced this that doesn't mean that this is right that this isn't right. serious to y'all yeah so like this you know i want to make sure that that i did that but no i feel that that's what i mean i think sometimes what maybe other cultures don't get about black cultures like we are loud people yeah mm-hmm. right and because we're loud we're not necessarily being demonstrative or yeah. being arrogant or belligerent we're just loud people like yeah. yeah i grew up my mom's puerto rican my dad is black my house is loud naturally yeah naturally loud all the conversations are loud and so when you go to black churches they're loud yeah they're expressive mm-hmm. they're um mm-hmm. full of motion and it's not to say that it's like people are just carrying on. Now there are some churches that they <laughs> they just be doing the be most. Doing so this like, is oh, like this our this our third praise break. Right, y'all. exactly. This is exactly. our third one. Sister Clarence wanna read like Sister Clarence don't read that well. We're gonna be here for an extra forty five minutes. Ooh, that one person who grabbed the mic, you be yes. like, oh, we're gonna be here all day. Okay, right, all right. Exactly. Let's settle in. Two minutes. Right. <laughs> right. And so um it that's just that's just the way it is. And yeah. so it's not I think sometimes people get a Hollywood view of black church, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is sometimes like, that's not really true. So tell me about what are some things that you saw on in entertainment that you were like, that's not, that's not true or was like very different. Or what are some things that you saw in entertainment that you're like, that is black church. I don't know. Like I said, I'm always the person that art imitates life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are some elements that you see in Hollywood that are just over dramatizations of black church. Yep, 100%. But I can't, but there are moments where I'm like, okay, I can't say that hasn't happened. Yeah, right. Like people, right. the shouting, the like, yeah. run, like running around the, the church, church or like the church finger. I've done it several times. I still do it. He's seen me do it. He's seen me do it. Slip out the back. That's <laughs> generational right there. And I, I just do it. I can't help it. 
But I mean, the shouting, the the choirs, the mm-hmm. bands, the yeah. music, the, the li- yes, the <laughs> speaking in tongues, yes. the rent, the person mm-hmm. come up to you, just literally start prophesying your entire life to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like uh, the tambourine player. Yes. I knew several. I was a tambourine player. Sometimes they're I knew several on. People. You did everything. <laughs> sometimes they <laughs> off off. Hmm. The competing choir director with the drummer and the piano <laughs> player who don't listen. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. You know, all those little church dynamics that are for sure a thing. I think for me, the one that I hate the most is the greed. Mm, I feel like when it comes to black church, there is a level of greed that's always, you know, portrayed in Hollywood. And unfortunately, yes, it does happen, but it's the vast minority of black churches. And then it's that expectation that, okay, a pastor is not supposed to, you know, he devotes his entire life to the church, Mm -hmm. but we're not expected to support him. But also granted now, I'm not saying that we out here trying to value a mansion and all of these things either. So like, how do you, for some, for some it is, but it's, how do you, you know, strike that balance and honor your pastor and honor You know, but then also there's that level of, you know, preacher worship that's in that, too, that I feel like is portrayed. That the preacher, he essentially is God. Mm -hmm. They're not going to say it, but they're going to treat him as such, you know. And I think it kind of goes over the line of respect. Have you seen that in the churches that you've attended? I have. Um, Not to, like, the preacher is God respect. I think we we all respect the preacher. But like all my churches were primarily like very very small churches like mm-hmm. very com- like very small. Um, but I did it's like a lot of the jokes are told like comedians tell jokes about black church. You can laugh about them because they're mostly true. But I do think the whole greed like the prosperity preaching, mm-hmm. you see a lot of that. It's like if you're not if you're preaching things real about you know, what happens if you don't follow God? What happens if like God says a lot will come in my name, but so if it wants to make them to heaven, or even like I hate it, but like at black funerals, everybody goes to heaven. Mm. Everybody, no matter mm. what. Talk on that. Lil May Main has killed five people. Like, yes. <laughs> like we know this. <laughs> but at black everybody goes to heaven. Like there's mm-hmm. no I think we we go to church and we practice out of habit without but but it's not out of knowledge. That's yeah. good. And like as church, like we know we're Christian because my mama was a Christian, her mama was a Christian, or not even like call, or we went to church and you know, but you know never open the Bible for yourself. Yeah. So like there's really no like knowledge in black church because like it's yeah. not in black church, but sometimes it can be portrayed as that. Yeah. yeah, it's like the doctrine of it all. Like for me, I felt like there was, and I'm not speaking to every black church, but I think it was a lack of real world application mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. growing up. A lot mm-hmm. of it, especially in prosperity preaching, and as a kid, I didn't really feel connected like I wanted to. And then I remember going to this one church, and this is when I was. I was um, my home church is a Baptist church. Okay. So, like, Southern Baptist, yes, you can imagine. Great church, great people. But um, my mom worked for an AME church, African Methodist Episcopal Church. Okay. And all black church, but it was very different because it was still structured off of the Methodist kind of way that the Methodist church is structured, but yeah. it's for black people. And so you still had that, like, that. it was my first time kind of seeing church structure Mm. as, like, a network of churches, not like just, oh, this is my Baptist church and we run our Baptist church how we want to run our church. Mm -hmm. And then y'all run y'all time, like, there was there was connection because of course you know you go like visit mm-hmm. somebody else's church and like transition the choirs all that fun <laughs> stuff <laughs> going to three services in one day for it but yeah and so that was one thing but like the AME church it was just so different and that was actually the first time that I really saw children praising God mm-hmm. like that was my first time I ever saw a child shout or a child like you know really be in the spirit mm-hmm. and they were like my friends who were my age and I'm like yo like this is I feel like this is what I've been missing. Like, this is what I should be able mm-hmm. to reach. Um, and that's when I decided to change churches for the first time. That's dope. That's good. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all... I'm going to talk about some things, family, that I've noticed. Why do black pastors always put their picture and the picture of their first lady on the flyer? Have you noticed that on social media? <laughs> like, if you're the pastor of a black church... Is you and your wife or you on 
every single flyer <laughs> or in the corner of every billboard. And then black pastors, which I love and, and whom I love with all my heart. Why y'all always put your cash app out there on your birthday? Ain't nobody wants to see all that. No, I just it's just a question. Why why do we do that? Maybe y'all have an answer. Maybe we don't. Maybe maybe it's just me. But. Can I can I make a confession though? Like, so I found you know I found Pioneer on Google. Uh huh. Like most blessed Google search I ever made. But when I went to the Pioneer website, I'm not gonna lie. The first thing I looked for was a picture of the pastor. <laughs> it was literally one of the first things, and it wasn't far. It was on the home page. It wasn't. I didn't have to look too far for it. But I was looking like, oh, here, brother. Okay. <laughs> so wait. So that's a that leads me to a good question. Whenever before y'all got to Pioneer. Let's start this way. Yeah. Before y'all got to Pioneer, did you guys look for the pastor or what the church or the people that represented the church before you came in? I did. And why? Um, so the church I came to before Pioneer was like a diverse church. And I actually saw Shell on her Instagram. I was like, where is she at now? Because she's at my church. So I went on, I went on the page. And I was like, ooh, black, white. Ooh, they're very diverse. And I was like, this and they're young and like, this is so cool. So I look for diversity in church. Why why is that I, important? Because I feel like God's church is diverse. God doesn't have black church. God yes. doesn't have he doesn't have yes. white church. Yeah. Like God's church is very diverse. Mm, like that's so really that's why good. I want like I want the church for diversity. That's dope. For me, it's exactly what Stephanie said. Like when I was looking for a church, I had some I typed in multi ethnic diverse church and pioneer was the first one that actually that actually popped up so came and it was like the most heartwarming experience that i've ever that i've ever felt i went to another one too the week after that i ain't gonna say yeah names. don't do it yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> he's but, like but where was it though but, uh, it's offline, like offline. it was I mean, Lit was multi-ethnic and, and diverse, but it felt so cold. Like, nobody mm -hmm. came up to me and talked mm -hmm. to me. Like, nobody, you know, introduced themselves. There was a guy standing at the entrance, and he and he handed me a flyer, and he said, all right, service is finna start. Go sit down. <laughs> it's like, am I going to church or first day of preschool? Good Lord. Go on now. Get. <laughs> right. Go on, take a seat now. Right. Okay, but, yeah, I mean, after that, I just, I was like, you know what? I ain't even finna look anywhere else. Pioneer. Did it matter <laughs> that I was black or that Tasha was white or like the diversity? Did it matter to you or was it just kind of like, you know what? This is spirit filled and that's that matters. Or was it both? I, I would definitely say, well, for me starting out, I guess I wasn't really looking at like spiritual, like looking at it from like a spiritual point because I was fresh in like the journey and everything. So for me, it was definitely like, like I just like what Stephanie said, like. God's kingdom doesn't just look black, white. It's mixed with many of different kinds of races and different ages of people too. Yeah. So that's one of the main things that I was definitely looking for. I wanted it to be some of everybody in there. Yeah, that's dope. That's really good. Yeah. And I had a kids ministry. <laughs> <laughs> we had a kids ministry. We need volunteers, y'all. We need Come on. volunteers. We need volunteers. Please help us. Right. Help us help you help us. Right. right. <laughs> Not for me. Um, though yes, I did look for your picture on the <laughs> on the website. Um for me, I did want something that was a bit more diverse because mm. I agree, you know, God like heaven doesn't look like one race or the other. Yeah. So I wanted something that kind of lended itself to that. But for me, I was very doctrine focused at the time. Really? I was. Like, I was very in the space of, okay, if I'm going to commit to a place, I want to know that I'm being fed properly. Mm -hmm. That, like, what I'm taking in is of sound doctrine. It's backed up. Does he mention Bible verses? Does he, yeah. like, does he yeah. interpret them? And then does he, like, give me real world, like, application mm. to what yeah. he's speaking to or are we surface level mm. yeah. is it you struggle god is there he fixes it a man go home mm. like i didn't want that yeah. i i wanted something that was deeper that was more in a place where i really felt like i could grow as a christian mm. and yeah so i was sitting that's on the couch <laughs> that's dope um i think a lot of us, and you guys have said it, like 
diversity is not the main thing, but it is important, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And before Tasha and I started Pioneer, we looked at other churches as well. And we were also like, for me, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like some of y'all churches, I'm going to be real. Like you condemn yourselves with your staff page. You have a staff page and this was me. This was me. And I'm not saying y'all are wrong. This was me. I'd go to your staff page. I'm like, all one color, huh? Oh. But yet you have diversity on the front page of your website. Like, how do you have... Right, exactly. Yeah, you have diversity on the front yeah. page. And it's either you go to a church and it's like, all black people, one white guy. Mm -hmm. Or it's all white people, one black guy. Mm -hmm. Or one Latino or one whatever. Or you don't yeah. see color until you look at the service pages right. of like the ministries and like the outreach right. and like all these like buzzword topic pages and you're like yes. oh so that's where your color is yes. Mm. Yes. that's our perception on, of it mm -hmm. yes. they went on google they went on google and they just typed in a bunch of people and that's what they got and that's what they actually use yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent. and so um i think as a church even on our website now we make sure we do our, like, when I tell y'all with our creative team, we go to our website and we're like, nope, this is all guys. Nope, this is all girls. Nope, mm -hmm. this is all black people. No, this is all white people. Like, when we do that, we really do our best to display who's in our church. Mm -hmm. um, because I've had the similar experiences of going to websites and being like, y'all can't be out here shouting diversity and, like, you got one person of another race on mm -hmm. your staff. Like, those are some of the things, and y'all, that happens, I find, now I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I find that that happens so much in Memphis, unless I'm, or in mm -hmm. the South, I should say, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. where it's just like, we can't shout something that we're not, and so I was always cognizant of like, okay, I don't want to put diversity up there if it's just a ton of white people, or a ton mm -hmm. of black people, or whatever. Um, I had a question, um, what was it like inviting a friend of a different ethnicity or culture to your black church who wasn't black? Have you ever done that? I've never done it. Can't <laughs> say I've done it. Why not? Well, I want to say at the time that I was going to, like, and I want yeah, I want to, because most of my diverse friendships didn't really come until college. Mm -hmm. mm. Same for to you. Be Same. Yeah, like it was more of, because like I said, remember, a third of my life was church and my yeah. church was black. Yeah. And yeah. then the schools that I went to, I went to a kind of a diverse school in elementary school, but I wasn't really inviting friends to church in elementary school yeah. <laughs> like right, that. You right. know, however, if you went to certain sleepovers, you'd always have to bring your church clothes because you didn't know that somebody, because <laughs> you're going to go to church with somebody right. on a Sunday. Uh, or your mom gonna pick you up and go to church, um, but I never really invited. You know, I wasn't about discipleship in elementary school. Yeah, you know, I'm unfortunately, trying to, I'm trying to get these Nella wafers yeah. and that's it. Water on church is. I and think <laughs> mine came more of not like inviting. When I started inviting people to church, it was like I invite my black friends who I think were used to like a black church mm -hmm. to Pioneer, or I invite them back to my old church, and I'll give them a spill. Like I know I invited um, one of McKinley's friends' mother to like our church. I was like. Like, you suck. It's not typical black church. And like, I, I gave him a disclaimer. Like, it's kind of like, you know, life church vibe a little bit. You know, it's diverse. It's like, yeah. we ain't like black church saying it. Like, it's like you give like a rundown of what mm -hmm. to expect. We're going to be like, go to shop. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's different. It's, uh, but you're going to love it. Right. It's, it's, it's your typical gospel channel versus K-Love moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's BET gospel. It's Kirk Franklin and Hillsong. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Really <laughs> No, we like Maverick City. So, <laughs> there we go. So, what well, when you? So, yeah. How do y'all preface? Um, so, y'all never brought any white people to black church. It's funny. So, my church was predominantly black, but we had a white. We had a mixed pastoralship. Like, we had someone who was Hispanic, someone who was black, um, someone who the main pastor was white. But like, when I invite, I remember inviting some friends and being like, "All right, people gonna stand up and shout." Like the the testifying, you know. So what what's like? Did you ever invite someone and have them react different and be like, "Oh, that kind of got them by surprise. They ain't coming back." Not a pioneer, just no, yeah. In general, okay. So the only thing I can think of is when I was in college, mm -hmm. I went to school in Maine. Maine, 
There were very, Welcome, Maine. There were very few, you know. Oh, no, I've been to Maine. Black churches up there at the time. <laughs> and I had a friend who was in a religion class taught by, this, taught by a black professor. And they were doing, like, a study on, like, black religion. I think they were talking about the AME church. He found probably the one AME church in Maine. It wasn't that far. And so my friend was saying, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this church. We're all like they, he was taking his class to church to service mm-hmm. on a Sunday as a part of the mm-hmm. course or whatever. And I was like, can I come? <laughs> was, I, was, I was like, just ask, just ask. Like your professor knows me. Like, yeah. just ask him. Like, I'm, 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 I'm thirsting here. Yeah. Like, I need something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and he was like, OK, sure. And so he asked him. We all pile onto the little bus. We get there, so me and my friend are sitting, like, maybe... They had us sitting in the front of the church. Wow. I was like, I'm more of a back row kind of gal, you know? I don't know, this is... You know, because, you know, front row of the church, that's special. That's, that's, that's special. That's pastor's wife, uh-huh. guests. That's mother's Mother's board, board. Yeah, that's yes. That's, mother's that's the mother's board. board. <laughs> you know, yeah. them, so it'd be like pastor's wife and guests. The next two rows is the mother's board. You let them have There's a seat. There's a hierarchy? Yeah. Yes. The deacon sit up Sorry. there to like the... Uh, a little side, the deacons be the over here somewhere. Yeah. Really? And then like the middle section, that's where y'all sit. Yeah. And if you me and if you're me and my mom, we sit in the back because we like to slip in. Like, you know. <laughs> but you know, like you people kind of had their seats. Yeah. So when they sat us in the front, I was like, Oh my lord, I feel like royalty. What's going on here? Yeah. And they're just like walking in, da da da. I'm like, Y'all don't understand what's happening here, do y'all? Y'all, so y'all don't get it. And so the choir starts up and you know, inevitably it gets loud. People are really like celebrating. And I'm like, oh my God, I miss this. And so me and my friend, we up on our feet. We clapping. We having a good time. We singing with the choir. And <laughs> I look behind. And they're just like. <laughs> like they're Could just you tell those two black people up there to sit down, please? <laughs> and I was like, y'all look, it's fine. We <laughs> you so thought we funny. were you thought we went to that church uh, mm-hmm. our whole life. They're like, so but, how do you know how to do that? Right, but the questions afterwards of like, you know, well, how did y'all know the songs? And like, how do y'all know when to stand and what to do? And I'm like, a lot of it is, that's just kind of how black church is. Yeah. You know, like you just, or our church experience, like we just, it was a part of the community and a part of the language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to hear from all you guys. Um, So how can churches with a smaller African-American demographic makes someone who's African-American feel welcomed? Because I think there may be a lot of pastors or church leaders or whomever who watch this. And I, I would say our church is really diverse. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how that happened. That's but a move of God and whatever. And maybe it's because Tasha, I'm black, Tasha's white. And we just, you know, you, you attract what you are. But how can churches attract African-Americans that are, predominantly white churches or predominantly Latino churches or predominantly whatever, how can they attract the African-American community? Because there's a lot of pastors I talk to, they struggle with that. And they've called Mm -hmm. me and they've been like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you get black people to come to your church? Like, what are we doing? From my perspective, I say, check your staff page. Yes. Yes. That's me. But like, as someone else, like, how would you guys, like, how would you say, like, this is a great way to do it without diminishing their ministry and what God has called them to do, but maintaining the, the integrity of their ministry? I was just about to say the same thing. It's like, you almost, you attract what you are almost. So if I go to a church and it's like, oh, I don't think I fit in, you know, I don't fit in here. Yeah. But if I see the staff page and like the youth pastor or the director, like one of the junior assistant pastors, like they look like you. Yeah. Like you can bring more of that on. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be like songs because even like worship songs are different than like traditional black mm-hmm. songs, but you still like it because you still have like that spirit filled movement, you know? Mm-hmm. But I really think like the whole having staff and members of like seniority or something, you know, to be, to match kind of what you want to attract. Mm, that's good. I agree. For me, Mm, that is a great question because I mean, I mean, I definitely agree with you, and I agree with you as well. It's like just you definitely want to, you definitely want to be like you definitely want to attract it when it comes to like your page and everything. But what I was thinking is like, what about people that are like out there in 
out there in like the actual field, like, you know, like you're a member of the church and you approach somebody and you're hoping and you're praying to get them to come to your church. I don't know. It's like one thing with me, like I've experienced this and like, and like I've seen it happen is just like, you know, somebody, they're all about, they're all about evangelizing and, you know, they're trying to, you know, you know, and they're trying to talk about God and Jesus and everything. And that's good, you know, spreading the spreading the gospel, of course, but it's like somebody who really ain't ain't really been to church or don't really know God like that, like, is that really gonna, you know, sit with them well and make them want to come? Yeah. It's like I feel like people in like a sense need to try to just like learn to just be friendly and just be a light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just be that person that, you know, like, dang, like, like, dang, like, Ernie was a really cool, he was really cool, he was a really cool person. And I just like, like, I like the energy, I like the vibes that he was giving us. So let me check out his church. Like, just be a normal person. Like, be somebody that you would want to, like, you know, see more often or be somebody that more people would 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 want to see more like you would if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. i think goes further like extend the invitation (laughs) like make the ask yeah Yeah. you know just not be don't be afraid you know to actually ask them like hey would you want to come to come to church with me one sunday yeah but like i agree with both of you i think it's you know it's your staff but also it's you know who represents you Mm. Because what represents you is what you're, again, what you're going to attract. So who's welcoming people at the door? Mm. If the people who welcome people at the door looking all mean and grumpy, no, I'm not coming. You know? No matter what color you are. I don't want it. I don't want that smoke. I don't don't want some angry Christian. Like, what do you, how are, you know, do you hug them? Do you welcome them? Are you enthusiastic to see them come to, you know, coming in? And then I think it's also, it's your music. It's, you know, we are, we as a people are very musical people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, 80% of the black church experience to me was in the music. That's how mm-hmm. I still connect most with God. Yeah. You know, and so is your musical selection diverse? Mm. Do you have a diverse musical team? Do you have a diverse pastoral team? Mm. Do you have, you know, it can't just be that one sprinkle of something, that one like your musical director can't be the only one. Right, right. Because you pay right, him to yeah. be there. Yeah. Let's be exactly. honest. <laughs> exactly. You know, the, the one piece of diversity can't be the only person you pay right. to come right. in. It needs to it needs to read as it needs to be more authentic. But I think it's looking top down, you know, and then yeah. not being afraid to make the ask. Also, biggest pet peeve of mine. Look at where you're doing your outreach mm-hmm. and diversify your outreach. If it. you're only, if you are a predominantly white church or only white church and you're only doing outreach in community in areas of Memphis or whatever community you're in that is predominantly black, that means that signals to me that you only see blackness as in need of something, in need mm-hmm. of help, as lower than. Mm-hmm. And your heart may be in the complete right place, but diversify your thought around what is outreach what is you know going into the community what is yeah. missionary work yeah. like yeah. you can't just see minorities as needing of missionary mm-hmm. as missionary services but not that's actually good. see them as brothers and sisters in christ that's mm-hmm. really good what are what are some things that a pastor or leader has said that came off kind of tone deaf did you go back to that church did you not go back because i think sometimes Pastors and leaders, including myself, we say some things that are just like, oh, that was silly. One time I made, uh, I, I said something, I didn't say nothing too wild. Uh, there was a guy there who uh, I was kind of joking around about people who read the, the King James Version, how they're real Christians, and he got his feelings hurt. <laughs> he came up to me after church, his feelings was hurt, hurt. He's like, you know, I really still connect with the King James Version. You making fun of it just doesn't make me feel good and i was just like oh i'm sorry no <laughs> have a great day <laughs> did i feel bad no not really you yeah. know no not really I feel like but you got some some you battling inside right. of you exactly bad, exactly but like, that's <laughs> you a you problem way. but was is there anything that you when you were visiting churches or looking at churches or praying where god is calling you to a church 
that where a pastor said something that to him he was well intentioned, right? To them they were well intentioned, but it came across as like, nah, bro, that ain't it. I think for me it was the lack thereof. Mm. Um, that's one of the main things. Kind of, that's one of the things that kind of started me to kind of looking for other church, just kind of looking elsewhere almost. Yeah. It was like you, you, as we know in the black community, a lot of the police brutality, um, like even like the whole Tyree Nichols thing and. Yeah. There was like there's no communication, there's no conversation about that. Mm. And of course, church is not political, it's not. But if you have black members, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. So it's like the lack of any conversation about it, or like we're gonna pray about it. Bye. And that's it. Like the lack thereof of anything. Like that can be almost talk. It's like you're not really looking at issues that affect the black race. Mm. Like we do on mission trips, and. Brazil and mission trips in South America, but you have a mission right here yeah. just to be a standing member on your brother's side or your sister's side, and we're failing to do that. But we can go across the ocean and the seas to help. Wow. You know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, good. I Crazy. agree. I think there's that moment of you're so worried about losing members mm-hmm. that you're just not gonna say anything. That was all 2020. Yeah. <laughs> like we're we're not gonna talk about it because I don't want to lose y'all. I don't want to lose your tithes. I don't want to lose your membership. Mm-hmm. Instead of just no, this is wrong. Yeah. Like let's let's call it what it is. And I agree. Sometimes I think it's it's the lack of talk, the lack of communication, and the lack of just say where you stand. Yeah. Yeah. And God will keep who's meant to be there, and God will remove who's meant to God go home. But yeah. <laughs> say where, but you can't be on the fence. I feel like in certain issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an interesting question. So, how does being African American? How does it influence? your walk with Christ or does it influence it at all at all you know because some I believe that every ethnicity worships God a little bit differently mm-hmm. depending on their background so what mm-hmm. is that for you and as African Americans like how does being African American impact your walk with Christ I'll start I was like talking to my nail tech about this earlier but it's like in black church going not going to church was not an option yeah. It was like mm-hmm. God was never not an option. You can be sick with the flu, but you come to church. <laughs> like right. There was very seldom rules that where you did not go to church. You always went. Um, no matter how late you stayed up last night, you wake up and go to church in the morning. Um, so I think in a way that kind of almost helped my like helped my consistency or faith as, a, as an adult because, like, you know what? I'm tired, but I'm about to go fellowship. Like, so it helps that drive and motivation because, like, mm-hmm. God, it tells you, like, God is not an option. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to God, no matter what I'm going through in life, no matter how tired I am, I still got to, you know, I still have to be a Christian. Um, and like that faith of the black church, you know, with the prosperity, we all do like a lot of faith, a lot of like faith talk. Like, no matter what happens, God going to provide. Like, if you can yeah. be on your deathbed, God is Dr. God. Gonna, like, it was like a crazy faith in the black church. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what reality says, like, mm-hmm. Auntie can be 99, cancer through her body, and we say, you know what? God, until God said it, so it ain't. Yeah, it is yeah. us. So it's like, that kind of has like really kind of shaped my Christianity, like with crazy faith, and just like knowing how much God can do, and just the fact that, like, no matter what, you, no matter what you're going through, you still have to keep going. That's good. Yeah, That's feel, really good. I feel like it comes from, it comes from the struggle of being black. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of that is ingrained because for the church, like I said, the church was our community centers. So even in the civil rights movement, even, you know, even back in slavery times, our moments of worship were our only times to really just be together. Like mm-hmm. even like the idea of your Sunday is best. Mm-hmm. Half, you know, a lot of people you know, they didn't have jobs to where they could wear nice clothes. And so when they got to wear their Sunday clothes, their best dresses and mm-hmm. suits and hats and, you know, yeah. to be able to put on your best for God while also doing a little fashion show when you go, you know, dropping your little stuff in the bucket. <laughs> you know, and so I feel like for me, my blackness and my Christianity were so melded together. Mm-hmm. Like it was 
they almost existed one and the same to the point to where I had a period in life where I had to almost like try and untangle them Mm -hmm. and untangling what I again learned as to be blackness or what I learned as culture Mm. versus what is God yeah, and what is, you know, doctrinally sound or like what is biblically sound. And so it just, yeah, no, like for me, the, the black church that was, family reunions and their black church yeah. weddings church funerals church yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know like it the minute something happened my grandma on the phone hey y'all i'm gonna need y'all to pray for this yeah, yeah, you know yeah. my my pastors all came to christmas dinner and they came to you know thanksgiving he didn't got the invitations <laughs> and like it's just church was my one of the biggest, I think, ways that I learned about culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. For me, I think, well, I really think I know. Um, I guess it wasn't me being, you know, mixed and me, you know, having mainly just, like, having mainly, like, just black friends and everything. I wouldn't say that that encouraged me to, you know, finally make that step be and make Lord my savior and everything. It was just more so like, you know, I just got tired of just always experiencing like loneliness and just always being, you know, always being in search of something. You know, I used to try to find all that like in different kinds of women and just, you know, always just always trying to carry a conversation and just always be up in somebody's face. Like that's how I can say that I came to find Christ and that's why I can say I'm here now. That's dope. No, uh, that's really good. That's really good. I think for a long time, I grew up in a church. When you go to a diverse church, you almost try to divorce, like, your blackness from your spirituality. And you can. Like you were saying, like, how you experience Christ in the content of my skin is different. But sometimes I think in the church world, they try to make it like it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not wrong, right? It's not wrong that we worship differently in black church. It's not wrong that they worship differently at Latino church. It's not wrong that they worship differently at an Asian church. It's not wrong that they worship differently at a white church. Mm-hmm. These things are not wrong, but I think it's we see we get to see the fullness of Christ and the mm-hmm. fullness of diversity and culture in that because none of those are wrong, right? Mm-hmm. All of them are right because they're worship if if it's focusing on one, they're worshiping God alone. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time I figured like, oh, I can't worship I can't be loud and expressive because that's not how they do it at this church. And it's just like, no, church is for the culmination of that. Mm-hmm. It's That's the beauty of the church, right? Is <laughs> yeah. that everyone gets yeah. to worship differently. And so if you're loud and expressive, amen. If you're quiet and more reverent, amen. Like it's, But I think so many times we get caught up in which is right and which is wrong, and none of them are wrong yeah. because they're all beautiful. And so to say that, I can't worship as an African American the way I want to worship because it has to be a certain way. I I've, yeah. I've just kind of set myself free from that of like I'm gonna worship how I worship. I remember going to a church that was very um, I think they were Baptist or Presbyterian or something, and I remember during a worship song I was just in it. Y'all know how I worship. My whole body got into it. <laughs> I wasn't like carrying on or anything, but I was just in it. I was just like, yes, amen. And then Tasha was like, hey, this is uh, whatever church. And I turned around and everyone's just kind of like <laughs> looking. <laughs> and, I, and I was old enough to be like, I don't care how y'all feel, okay? It's not for you. My y'all God is know, good. Right. Y'all don't know what I've been through. Y'all don't know my story. Right. I'm like, you think the woman with the issue of blood was trying to be kind and nice to everyone? No. She had to get hers. And so I remember that moment. I was like, I'm going to get mine. And if y'all just have to witness that, y'all just have to witness that. You know? And so, uh, but so many times it's just like, oh, I mean, I've had people ask me, like, so how do you preach? What what do you mean? How do I preach? Oh, no, that's a question. How do you preach? How do you preach? And I'm like, are you a preacher? Are you a teacher? That's the question. Yeah, it's just like, so do do you like hoop and holler? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're trying to say it without saying it. They're like, do you you like, you know, do you like, that's how they do it. That's how I know they're scared to ask it. Like, do you know, you know, 
D like and the Lord right God and And I was like I sweat (laughs) (laughs) I sweat a lot but do you mean like do I get into this voice and I was like Jesus they're like yeah 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 and I'm like no man (laughs) (laughs) and so that is so because I've had a lot of white people ask me that like how do you preach even there are even some black people that have invited to church and when they come to church they're like oh Mm-hmm. You, I thought you were like hoop. You were hoop and holler, <laughs> and I was like, no. no, you know. And so it's very interesting how people's perception of me mm-hmm. determine what type of preaching they think they're gonna get. They mm-hmm. think they're gonna get all this extraness, and sometimes I am extra, and that's okay. But you're not. You're not. You're not. No, I'm not. I'm not hooping and hollering. Mm-hmm. Extra. There's no bridge. But, <laughs> but I will say, like, you do come from, like, you you want talk back like you still like you want of to course. to mm-hmm. know that we're engaging yeah. in that like you know talk back to me right. it's okay yeah. but i feel like that call and response is very like within black the black church, church. Right. yeah like oh. if that's something that you're not used to if you're not used to being able to scream out amen okay pastor okay exactly. yeah yeah yay like yeah. if you're not used to encouraging the pastor on the stage then yeah. it feels so foreign to you mm-hmm. it is you so know so why are they talking while the pastor's right. talking yeah it's, <laughs> right. it's almost you know, it's okay. rude you know but i feel like black church is it's a lot of celebration it is, it is. i think that was one of the things that i like the biggest difference mm-hmm. for me in the music was oh yeah it's it's all ce- it's so much celebration like mm-hmm. we get into some deep stuff like you have some songs that like make you weep and stuff yeah. like that but for the most part, you're up. It's energetic. You're like, it's a praise party. It is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like it's very, I feel like introducing praise to the worship. Yeah. Because I remember when you were no, at. No, I mean, yeah. there's, I mean, even, so our church is very diverse. If you don't know, now you know. Um, it was very, sometimes I ha- I had to learn, like, because we have a lot of white people. We have a lot of black people. We have some in-between people now. But, like, there are some people that, again, like you said, they won't talk back because they're like, I feel like I'm interrupting or I feel like I sound stupid or I feel like out of place. And for me, I'm like, just say what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. whatever you feel in your heart, let it come to your mouth and say it out loud. <laughs> but I had to realize that there is a a little bit of a cultural, mm-hmm. cultural church cultural difference in mm-hmm. their background, right? There are some people who come to our church, black and white, who be like, yup, let's go. If they're, <laughs> if they're white and do it, I'm like... Pentecostal. <laughs> Pentecostal. You know, if they're black and new, I'm like, Pentecostal coaching. I don't know. Yeah. But like the quiet ones, I, I realize like they come from Baptist backgrounds. Typically, not mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. but typically yeah. they come from a Baptist background. And I'm like, oh, like they're amen. Like them nodding and taking notes is like they're silent amen. Not missionary Baptist. Missionary Baptist. Yeah. And so like it's, it's me having to learn. Even in the times of worship, right, where mm-hmm. people don't typically raise their hands or emote, mm-hmm. that's not that they're not engaged. It's just they come from a background that that wasn't the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's understanding like, oh, OK. And then there's some people who just break down and cry every worship set. And that's like that's what they know. And so none of these things are necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just different. They yeah. just come from different spaces. And so, um, what what is it like currently? What has it been like going to a diverse church in Memphis, Tennessee, in the height where people think everyone here is racist and everyone here is not <laughs> racist? So, what is that? What has that experience been like for your families to go to a diverse church where it's like, oh, this is not all one color. What I would say, I think it's really just all about your mindset and just like, you know, I mean, if you were raised in like an all-white church, if you were raised in like an all-black church, then of course you're going to think that, well, and then plus also if you're from Memphis too, it's like, that's really all you know. Like yeah. you really don't know. If you've never really been to like a multi-ethnic, multi, multi-diverse church, and then of course you're not gonna know, mm-hmm. and if that's all you know your whole life, the only way that you're gonna be able to even witness it and see what it's like is if you step out of your comfort zone mm. and just experience it one time and see what it's really like. Yeah, that's good. That's good. For me, I actually really did have to detangle being black from church. 
Let's talk about it. <laughs> and I didn't really realize it until one day I was like in the car. And I think I was, I don't remember what I was listening to, but I was having like a whole little praise party in my car, right? I think I was listening to Kirk Franklin or something. I was having a good little time. And I'm like, okay, Lord, let me get prepared to cry when I get in here. Let me get my praise party in now. Let me hype myself. Okay, let me go. Okay, no mascara. Okay, let's go. That's funny. Like, it was just, it was, it's a very different experience, especially because, like, our church has gone through different, because I've been a pioneer for about three years now. I think it was our second anniversary. I think it was our second anniversary when I came. It's been a minute, and so we've kind of went through a bunch of iterations of. Because, yeah. so like I said, for me, the way that I connect through God is deeply rooted in music. Yeah. And so there were moments where we had various different people who were leading worship and in different ways, and I was like, I did not realize how much I depended. Mm. Like almost had like a mm -hmm. crutch, like depended on the music to help me get ready for the word. Wow. Like I did not realize how much of a tone it set for me until mm -hmm. I got here. Yeah. And then I realized, no, Tamisha, you should be ready to receive. Like you don't know if God's trying to speak to you in this way purposely because you're here in this moment. This moment is ordained. So mm -hmm. let's not judge the moment because it's not what you're used to because mm -hmm. right now you're thinking of church culturally, not church as in the moment as in God, as in where you are. And it took me a, like a bit to like really kind of adjust how, adjust my personal worship experience. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think for me, Pioneer almost like merged my two previous um, church experiences with black church. And I went to like, it was diverse, but it was very like, don't, 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 don't be out. Like there was no like time for the spirit to just be filled. So Pioneer really merged those two for me because you get sound doctrine, you get the message, but you also get at least room for the spirit to grow and just like the spirit to just move. Um, and it gives you that worship experience. I'm much like you, like certain songs, I depend on me to just move me. Um, but I have to just come to church kind of like ready to, no matter what plays. And I found even like most of these songs, I'm like, I have my Shazam on like, Googling the words, like, I like this song. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard this song a day in my life. Like, my yeah. Apple playlist has changed tremendously Yay. after coming to Pioneer. It's like, I like this song. And I'm learning more and more songs. So it's like, it's, it's still moving me. But it's like, okay, I like this. This is different. As far as my family coming to church, first of all, the kids were like, this, I need church before I said it. <laughs> so we went once, Your like, girls came in, they was running the place. <laughs> like, they were like, this is mine. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so they're like, we're going to our new church. Yes, we're going to New Jersey. They, <laughs> they claimed yeah. friends. Yeah, it was I didn't want to come like we was coming anyway because like they claimed Pioneer already. That's, um, that's wonderful. But that's it was very much going to say it is. No, y'all girls clicked immediately. It was yes. funny. It was great. I say fast friends. Yeah. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Fast friends. I thought of one more question. We can end on this question. Um, I kind of asked something similar before, but. Uh, if you were attending a church without any African-Americans or a small African-American group demographic, and what are some ways that you can advise the pastor leaders to say, hey, here's some good ways to uh, minister to the African-American community if you want it? Don't see the community as a charity case get involved with their struggle mm. and their injustice. Like, see your eyes. If it takes little class that you have to go through, like, see what they see. Like, you have to actually stand with them because your struggles, like, black struggles aren't white struggles, aren't Asian struggles. Mm -hmm. So, like, see what, like, view the world through their lens. So you can kind of, mm -hmm. like, you don't have to be black, you don't have to act black, but just try to be empathetic. And do it genuinely and with an that's open it. heart. That's it. Like, don't just do it because you want the numbers. Mm -hmm. So don't just go through, like, a DEI course. Like, oh, we're going to learn about diversity, equity, inclusion today. But, yes. like, no, like, if be genuine mm -hmm. and ask questions and start the conversations and look at your leadership. How can we help you? Like, how can we fight along? Like, how can we help? How can we aid? Like, mm -hmm. going, like, with a, like, um, giving heart. Yeah, not, not just, like... Giving the handouts, like not yeah. just like, oh, we're gonna write this check to this little to this organization. Oh, we helped black people, mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah. but 
it's uh, but not that but more than that exactly like walk the walk yeah i think to kind of connect back to an answer that i gave to a question earlier just like just naturally be that light you know what i'm saying like that might not always be you spreading the well I ain't gonna say that. That might not always be, you know, you you telling somebody that God loves you, Jesus loves you, and you're giving them like some scripture, but just being like genuine. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, you guys said too. And just be like friendly. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. If I'm gonna answer that question, I think uh, for leaders, pastors out there, I think one thing you can do um, outside of the staff is really make it a every a consistent part of what you're preaching. Mm-hmm. Right. I think yeah. I think sometimes I intentionally like when I do the whole thing where I tell people, like, look around. This is what heaven looks like. This is what heaven looks like. <laughs> if you don't like your neighbor here, you ain't going to like heaven. I do that intentionally because yeah. I think sometimes in churches and I've been to these churches where for the month of February, we're going to talk about culture and, and race and things like that. When mm-hmm. I'm like. No, race should be a constant part mm-hmm. of the gospel because it is mm-hmm. a part of the gospel. Yeah. Like Jesus didn't only share the gospel. Yes, he shared it to the Jews, but he's like, I'm also sharing it with the Gentiles. So that race is involved in the everyday of the gospel of just, and I'm not saying you have to be like, oh, to black people, I got to say this, or to white people, I got to say this, or to Asian people, I got to say this. It's identifying and celebrating like, oh, Timothy did share the gospel with an Ethiopian. Like, there's a reason why you know that he's Ethiopian because they wanted to highlight. And so I think for me, pastors and leaders in, of the church, it's not only looking at February saying we're going to talk about race and diversity yeah. and inclusion. It's seeing the other 11 months and being like, how do I season this in throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not only February where we're like, yeah, but it's like throughout the entire year, people are hearing different races and cultures being mentioned in the bible and so i I, we i think we've all heard people say like oh i don't see color yes you do Mm -hmm. how do you know when to go when the light's green how do you know when to stop of course you see color color. and so it's being able to see the color and celebrate it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being like yes amen amen thank god and so um pastors leaders if you're watching this i think for me as as a pastor and the leader is just like, don't always make it a February thing. It's Black History Month. We're going to talk about black people and the great things they did. It should be like, Same no. Negro spiritual. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Live to everybody. You don't hear that song any time throughout the year no, except February. But being able to see the gospel holistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's saying like. We're going to celebrate these cultures all the time. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like you can't say for like, oh, for women, we're just going to celebrate women this one time. No, there's yeah. books of the Bible that celebrate women. And there's books of the yeah. Bible that celebrate all kinds of people. And so that's my that's my take yeah. on it is just not honing it only to February. And listen to the voices that are in the room. If mm, you have people of color good. who are already in your church who've been screaming at you, mm-hmm. like, can we do this? Or maybe they just lightly tell you or something right. like that. Listen. But Listen to the voices that are in your room because they're asking you for something that they are currently not being fed, mm-hmm. that they feel like is going to be good for them. And though it may be outside of your normal or what you consider normal, then it's probably something cultural or something that yeah. they're like, if I like this, maybe others will like it too. Yeah, so that's really good. That's being really inclusive good. of the opinions that you already have. You may right. not even have to look that far right. <laughs> to find the answer. Let us have the fish fry, Pastor. <laughs> Come Let on. Let us have the fish fry. I think, and we'll, we'll end it on this, I think unity, um, especially during Black History Month, doesn't mean you have to be black to want to be for your brother and be for your sister in Christ, yeah. right? Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I'll never understand it. It's, I think it's more of a sin to stay ignorant when all the information's out there, right? Yeah. And so during Black History Month is finding someone who is African-American and asking them about their experiences and saying, mm-hmm. what is America like for you? Because America is different for different ethnicities mm-hmm. and different cultures. And so as men and women of Christ, children of God, you can't automatically just shut down someone's experience and be like, no, that's not true. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. You don't know that. Like exactly. you have a different experience. Everyone in this room has a different experience. And mm-hmm. so I think it's being open to the conversation of, you know what? Just like for me, and I'll tell Tasha, I'll never know what it's like to be a female in America. I'll never, ever, ever know. 
And she'll never know what it's like to be an African-American in America. She'll never, ever, ever know. And but being able to listen to both of our experiences and huh? say, mm -hmm. wow, I don't I never knew that. I'm yeah. sorry that that happened. Mm -hmm. And her being able to be like, I've never seen it that way. But I think so many times we just close off and be like, Jesus will fix it. And it's just like, yeah. mm -hmm. yes, but like I can't share my pains with you. I can't share my hurts with you. Yeah. You know, Paul wrote, wrote all these letters to the churches talking about yeah. his hurts and pains. And I'm just trying to talk to you like, One thing. this is what America yeah. is like for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think being open to those conversations of like, hey, what is America like for you? How did how did George Floyd affect you? How did Tyree affect you? Yeah. How did that impact you? Because, I mean, I, I spoke to you guys as a church. I just didn't have anything else to share. Yeah. Because we've been through it over and over and over. And yeah. so, and this is not to say all cops are bad. I don't believe all cops are bad. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. But in the same way, like we've had pretty bad Christians do bad things. We have bad cops doing bad things. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. unfortunately, yeah. the, the bad ones speak the loudest over the good ones. And so being able to sit there and really listen not with your mind, but listen with your heart and show empathy and show love and say, hey, I'm willing to carry this cross with you. That's how you make the change. That's how you make the change. Don't ignore them and say, oh, that's just, don't put it to a side. Once you put it to a left side or a right side or this is propaganda, you've lost them. You know, hear their heart, hear what they're saying, hear their experience. Let them be seen. Let them be heard in the same way that you want to be seen and you want to be heard. Um, and I think that's how we make the difference with conversations like this. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for joining the the Pioneer Podcast. Woo! Woo! Right? Episode, that's what we're calling episode, it. Pioneer, episode one. Episode one. Podcast. Episode one. Episode one. Episode one. <laughs> season um, one. Episode one. Right? I'm about black season history. one. Episode season one. Come one, on, preach! Come on, multiple one. seasons. Um, if you guys ever want to join us online <laughs> or in person, we meet at 200 Madison Avenue. Uh, we have a 9.15 and an 11 o'clock. You can watch the 11 o'clock online. The 9.15 is in person. We'd love to have you here. We'd love to you for you to be a part of this beautiful community. And maybe one day you'll be here having a conversation, talking about life. But uh, see you guys then. Peace. <laughs>